Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 207 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. And this is a show we have been wanting to do since Saturday night. And when we realized we wouldn't be able to do it because of yesterday's meetings, we were upset. But we got solutions oriented. Kai and Efren. Problem solvers. On board for this special edition FRL on a Wednesday. We're missing, and this is, uh, it's taco day? And I'm not, taco day. I'm not getting breakfast tacos right now. And if you know me, that's one of the most exciting days of my life. Every other Wednesday when we get the free bean and egg breakfast tacos, and I don't get them today, and that's okay because that's how bad Be I want to do the show. When he doesn't eat, he gets very angry. Like a diva. I had right? I had So a, he's gonna be surly this whole show. I'm no. telling you, he's yelling at he's yelling at the help. Don't he's, <laughs> he's yelling at everybody, he's being very blunt. So I mean he's gonna bring the heat this show. Yeah, I but I ate a preventative bowl of oatmeal, just knowing. You did? Just I yes. asked you if you did. I did eat I before well, you got here. I got here early today. I'm excited. Because we just witnessed the most exciting world team trials, finals ever. We just witnessed maybe one of the most exciting nights of wrestling I've ever seen um, in the moment. And being in the moment, I think, is, you know, being there helped, right? The energy of the crowd. 2015 Worlds, when Kyle won, his world title was really special and exciting. And But, man, for me, this, this one took the cake, Willie. Well, the matches were compelling and dramatic and surprising. And it didn't, you know, usually you get one or two of those. Uh, kind of matches and this just everything outside of a few you know Kyle yeah. took care of business with Gatson but I mean from uh, you know Don Bradley pushed um, Gwiz. Gwiz and then every match but every match you know we had three matches go um, three before the before the tournament before the finals started um, Christian was like well it's going to end with Kyle and, and um, Gatson and you know, it's just not – that's going to be a, a kind of blowout kind of match, and it's going to 
end, you know, uncompellingly. And uh, I'm like, well, you know, you get a third match, and Christian's like, but what's the odds we get three matches? And because even when you have compelling matches, they usually don't end in three. They don't go three. You don't see three a lot. And this time we saw three of them. Three go three, and truly the three we would have picked to go three are the ones like if you if you as a fan could pick three it's probably those three maybe you would say gilman ramos yep. over rutherford molinero but to have three Jaden cox david taylor three jordan burroughs kyle dake to witness jordan burroughs first loss on american soil since 2009 that was that was a while back willie yeah 2009 and for it to go down like that for it to go down like that in lincoln um, in, in Jordan Burroughs City was was amazing. The, the electricity was in, was incredible. But I, th- I think we just got to go right into the matches. Uh, I think we'll be pretty – this show will be pretty finals heavy, right? Because that's – It should probably be all finals, right? It probably will be all finals. I think we'll, we'll get into Jordan Oliver some. Um, I think that's necessary. I think Thomas Gilman's run has to be mentioned on this show. But, yeah, finals heavy. you go weight by weight? No, I think we start. Start I, with the juice. Let's start with '86. That's where I want to start personally. Okay. I think that's the most. I mean, I don't know, if that, divisive, controversial. The the way it played out, there were a lot. There's just a lot of different things to get into. For one, David Taylor comes out, and um, he sort the, of torched him. He kind of he kind of beat him beat him bad. You could say torch right there. What, what was the final nine three? Nine three. I when when Jaden went head pinch, the match was over. When he went for that and forward himself unnecessarily, yeah. when he probably could have given up one two or, or one or two, instead he got a little greedy, paid the price, and a lead like that against David Taylor, especially for Jaden. Uh, Jaden's not built to come back like that. That's like nice style. He doesn't have a turn. He's not like DT or, or JB where um, he can score and score in bunches. Um, so yeah, that was the moment there when I felt like the match was over and yeah, you're right. David pretty much controlled that match. Yeah. There's, well, there's two ways to look at, you know, freestyle is a little bit funky in that, um, you could say, but David controlled the match, right? You can say blew him out, but the, the, the margin of victory was intensified by Jaden trying that. Um, Right. But he really did control the match. You, you, you watch that match and you say who... Who won that match? Just clearly um, David Taylor. So at that moment, I feel like questions were answered. Yeah. How good is David right now? How big is he? How strong is he? Will he get out horse by Jaden Cox? I, I feel like I didn't know it was going to happen in match two or match three, but I, what I did know was the questions were answered. Yeah. I mean, can, can David finish on someone as excellent as um – as Jaden Cox, and that question was certainly answered. Um, so we saw that. We saw um, – so it's like, wow, what – Jaden Cox is a guy who can make adjustments, mm-hmm. but how much of that can be corrected? And he corrected a lot of that. He made sure um, to control that head, to, to go to the collar tie. And this is match three. This is the extremely uh, – one of the more controversial moments. You know, is that two? Is that not two? Obviously, a takedown wasn't called – Sammy Julian and, and the officiating body determined that where, that was three. I didn't see or two, three. It was two. I didn't see where there was an angle. I didn't think it was exposure. Um, and I thought for sure the brick was coming. Like, yeah, I, no. to, I don't know. To me, I watched it from several angles. I watched it live. 
and I thought, I don't. Where's the exposure? I mean, where's the exposure? You cannot definitively say there's not exposure here. You can't. Basically, the the replay we're looking at right here, the angle of his back towards the mat is difficult to determine. All he has to do is break 90. If the top of his back is just beyond, you can't say definitively there, Willie, that he did not break 90 with his back, right? You could maybe say there's a case, right? But you can't tell he's sitting all the way up or he's sitting just slightly back, yeah, 90 or beyond. You can't. Doesn't, it doesn't look like it to me. He's leaning back. His his shoulder blades are behind his butt. Okay, mm. so to me that that's two. Um, I I don't know. Maybe yeah. Um, yeah. To me, that's a, that's two points exposure. So I yeah. The I, but I, should they throw <coughs> the brick there? Well, if they throw the brick and lose, it's four zero going into the break. That was right at the break, a buzzer, right? Right. Right at the first period. Buzzer. So you're down three zero or four zero at that point, um, and it's like, well, you know, it's one point. Maybe you go for, it, maybe not. Maybe they thought exposed. You know, Kale and Casey, even in folk style, are are known for guys that they make the right decisions mm -hmm. um, when throwing the brick and. They make the right decision when not to throw the brick as well. So them not throwing it, I think they had an angle and, and it wouldn't, wasn't worth the risk. Um, yeah, that's what I thought at the time was it might it, it might have been reviewable, but it ain't worth the risk at that point. Um, and then we get into the second period, and yeah, this is this yeah. was where you know you could say there's some controversy. Um, but especially in this second period, it starts with the injury, which I, I don't think this is a controversial moment at all. I think David Taylor finishes a leg attack. When you say you don't think it's a controversial moment, you, some people think are, David he, hurt he, him deliberately, tried to hurt him deliberately. I think that's hogwash. Um, but even before this point, what I didn't really understand is why they didn't, why they didn't wipe down the mats. And, and well, and it's interesting. Guys. People were saying they they didn't wipe down the mats. They didn't wipe down the mats. I was like, I remember specifically them wiping down the mats in the middle of it, and they did in match two. I, because, I that's mean, on the replay, and we don't know that they didn't here. Uh, oh, we know that they didn't after this point. At no point after this, if you, look, I mean, David, uh, Jaden is ice skating later on in this match, and it's. it's Apparent to everybody that they cannot grip each other or the mat, like to the extent that it's unsafe, and that right. certainly to the extent that it's not good wrestling. Right, right. Now it it begs the the question, um, you know, they wipe him down at the period breaks, in the in match two they wiped him down at the period break, and then they made him go get wiped down again, yeah. and they wiped down the mats. You didn't have that in match three, but at what point? What are you supposed to do? The guy sweats. You could wipe him down a hundred times. You would have to stop every ten seconds of the match. You don't. You don't think it was. You don't. You don't think there came a point in the second period of that match where it was like, we gotta do something. We gotta. We gotta wipe yeah. down the mat. Wipe down Jaden. Wipe down the mat, and let's go. And then, and then, ten seconds later, when the mats are soaked and when Jaden soaked, Jaden immediately. I literally watched in match two. They wiped him down completely dry. He walked out to center. They made him go back because he was already soaked. This is the body that Jaden was given. 
he sweats. He sweats because it's what, what What are you supposed to do? Just continuously the, the, stop yes, the match? Not continuously stop the match. That's what is required. because he, No, it's not. He, you can you can wipe down the match. Would, should Jaden wear a cardigan sweater? When I'm he not wrestles? talking what you, specifically about Jaden. David was t- sweating too. The point is, the surface was unwrestleable. Wipe yeah. it down. Yeah. Take could. take 30 seconds, wipe it down once. If it, It's not going to continue to happen to such that degree. Um Mostly because, I mean, the, the the mats get really sweaty when their bodies are on it, more than just standing. This is only an issue that will happen in America, because overseas they wrestle on tarps, and I guarantee you that's a, that's what they're going to have in Paris. They're going to have the tarp up. And let's show we have to show the second period of wrestling to to see the other thing that people are really fired up about, which is how the um, second match or the second period was officiated how Jaden was allowed and I think we just missed the the moment where he skates backwards there we go this right here if you're watching the video Jaden is on his knees going backwards and you could say well David's hands on his head that's not why he's going backwards Jaden is doing the most smooth-looking backwards bear crawl of all time. That, like, that would be good for like a music video. Right? This is amazing, actually. It's, it, like it's, a, it's, it's like a great a, feat of athleticism. Right. <laughs> that shows the... It's, um, there's, there's a layer of, of viscous sludge on top of the mat that, that makes that possible. See, now, the well, but big here's, problem here's, with this match is the viscous sludge. Yeah. So what should have happened in that moment? They should have immediately stopped it and immediately hit Jaden for attention, Right. You cannot go backwards that far. He went from one side of the mat to the other. On his knees. You have to stop it at that moment and say, Jaden, my friend, attention. You do that again, it's cautioning too, okay? That has to happen. Um, And it didn't happen. And and what that does is, in in freestyle wrestling, think of that for for you folks off hands. That's a stall warning, right? Stall warning. You do it again, that's going to be cautioning too. And shame on you if you let it get to that point. That's going to adjust Jaden's tactics. So basically, just like you see in folk style, you're going to stall till you get that warning, right? And then once you get that warning, if you're up by one, okay, you I got to engage, more, right? right? All right, well, they haven't warned me. They didn't warn Jaden until 28 seconds remained. And at that point, he did. He wasn't really egregious again until there were five <laughs> seconds left, right? It's funny because you can play the game, right? Like... You can you can actively stall. Mm-hmm. There's times when you can actively stall, right? Like when there's short time left, just tie him up and eat some clock, right? And so, um, you know, the second half of a wrestling match in freestyle, not so much in folk, but in freestyle, when you get to two minutes, this is where Sammy, yeah, I didn't get that either. But um, the second half of a wrestling match, <coughs> maybe two minutes left on a senior level match. It's almost like the fourth quarter. It's almost like the five minutes to go. All mm-hmm. the rules kind of the rules kind of change, right? Yeah. Like you're gonna go for it on fourth down. You're gonna you're gonna probably pass every single play. Um, defense goes into prevent mode. The, the rules change, and so you you have to give that warning early enough so that they can't game the s- right. And another thing I'll say, you know. Everyone is asking, should there have been a caution too at some point? If you watch the second period closely, Jaden 
for the vast majority majority of it is is engaged, is tied up with him, is not clearing ties, circling out, avoiding contact. They're tied up. Um, he's taken. He took a few attacks. And here's if you if you advocate for the shot clock, I think you're flat wrong because the shot clock comes when there's no points this going was, up. This, I, yeah. Let, let me ask you this. Up, let again. me ask you this question. I thought this was a bunk point. Um, and I don't. Is he not grounded there? I mean, he's taking a shot. Yeah, this is weird, and this is where you almost. This is the match decider. I mean, not really, but n- not really, but it, it changed a lot, right? He's taking a shot. He's grounded. So at what point? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the call is. I mean, he's on his knees, so yes, I don't say I just, grounded, but he doesn't hit his knees till he goes out of bounds. No, either. that's false. Rewind it one more time. I mean, he slides out of bounds, but you, I don't know. I hate the point. I don't know by the... See, he's, he's on the ground. Yeah, I don't know. That's a weird, weird call. I Maybe. don't know what the rule book says, but my, my eyeballs say you shouldn't give up a point for attacking. I mean, Jaden really didn't do anything to earn that point. He circled. He circled, I guess. The weird thing for me about that point is, it, and we have an HD clip of it where... His knees are the only thing that hit. His knees are still in the orange, still in the zone. His feet swing out. Then, as soon as his feet hit, Sammy throws up the one. I would say that is the challengeable moment in the match. Now, <clears throat> normally I don't like to challenge one point, but... Well, you're not going to challenge... When Nomad's normally coaching at the world level. He, I'm just he, saying, like, I don't, yeah. usually, like, I, I don't think it's usually smart to challenge step outs. But in that moment, I think that is where they could have thrown the you break cannot, if they were going to. Uh, like... I don't think that's one, but you cannot challenge when it goes five three with a minute and three seconds to go. You cannot challenge to get to six three. Right. You can't. You cannot challenge that mm. because because you, you need, need two scores on Jaden Cox. Yeah. Have, have fun with that. So I thought I thought that was interesting, and I would like to get to like the last maybe thirty seconds or so because that was a very um, another moment where you know you, you could go either way, and and you know Jaden gets hit for attention there. And then you know, he's engaged. He holds the wrist, which I thought, you know, and one thing I mentioned, when you're holding the wrist, that's almost like interlocking of the fingers. Um, what, what do you think about the last five seconds of last five seconds? Not engaging. <laughs> it's like, are you really? So at that point, you're going to say, There's basically, a, what you're telling the ref to do is say David pull, Taylor wins. Pull that trigger. Right? You have to say David Taylor wins right now with four seconds to go. That's that's what that's I'm saying. That's a tough that thing to do. About unwritten rules. You can game it. When there's five seconds to go, there's eight seconds to go, you can you can dance around because the ref is not pulling that trigger. The ref is not deciding the match at that moment. They did what was that one match in the Olympics in a bronze medal match? Yeah, Ganzerig uh Ganzerig. Versus, um, yeah, that was the one, right? Um So you're telling the you're telling the ref, hey, you have to decide this match. And they're not going to do it. Mostly. Well, they did. They did in the Olympics. They yeah. did the Kansas rig match. That's what. The, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly game. what happened. And then he took all his clothes. Then off. Then all the clothes came off. All the clothes came off. Getting hot in there. So they took off all the clothes. Lunatics. Anyways, so there was that, and it will be debated for years. Um, interestingly, uh, the David Taylor fans. Seem to think it was two, and then the people who like Jaden Cox. It's funny how it works that way. It's funny how it works. Same how it works. I don't want to get into the process whiners yet. Um, 
I, I want to still continue. Process whiners? You know, how we oh. pick our team. Oh. The guy sits out. The that pick one. another team. I don't want to do it yet. I don't want to do it yet. Hold it. Let's hold it. I want to finish. I want to put a bow on DT Jaden. And we have to talk about what happens after the match where you have David uncharacteristically yelling at Bill Zadick, which I didn't understand. And you've got Kale <laughs> kind of lightly chucks the cube and the towel and yeah. throws a chair on the stage. I tweeted These last night that uh, I was in the Kale corner. As I have, we're doing the show tomorrow, and by the way, I'm in Gilman and Kale's corner. And Gilman? Yeah. We'll get to that. Oh, jeez. And uh, Of course you are. <laughs> but my, my point is that, um, like, this unsportsmanlike Kale, like, give me a break. The guy is... You, the guy is... Uh, he's an imba- He's great in the corner. He never does. He never says boo. So this time he got a little animated. Let it go. I mean, what? big deal. Yeah, but I mean, you can't. Right. He's his track record is um is good. You know. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you have a good track record. You can't throw things at the official. <laughs> no. I no. I know. So, yeah. I so I think what you're trying to say is you don't think anything less of <clears throat> Kale as a sportsman. No. But you no. understand that. You cannot throw things at the official, and you probably should get ejected for things like that. Yeah. Right. So that's where I'm at. It's like, wow. It's You don't see that from Kale hardly at all. Or what? Yeah. It was a weird situation. The, the weird thing is is the, the Taylor part, which not that he's angry. That's not – I mean, dude, basically, when you think about it, for, for David and Kyle Dake, this is it. Your entire year – Kind of comes down to this moment. The only thing you really want, I mean, you want to wrestle well at World Cup, you want to do these things, but you're trying to get on this freaking team so you can win a world title, right? And to have it to win match one and then to have controversies not go your way when things are 50 50, right? Things are 50 50 and they go Jaden Cox's way, that hurts. And I don't blame a guy for, uh, I, I know that for me, I would be far more classless than a lot of these guys well that's what yeah right it's I like i'd be losing my so, like kale kale threw a brick very lightly at the official and a towel very lightly at official and people use the term you know i don't know if you if you see stuff on social media kale threw a chair kale like went like this he's like, he's like right so i would have lost my mind yeah so but the part that i don't get is the Bill Zadek part. Yes. Why are we – Bill Zadek. So if you if you read between that and if you talk to people, they feel like Bill favors Jaden. <clears throat> and though, so you could say that, Bill favors Jaden. Okay. But then you have to really take that a step further. You have to say Bill prefers Jaden. And then you're saying that Bill Zadek influenced the officials to make them make calls to which I say – That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. This isn't – You think – do you, I mean, this isn't the caucus region. Some people think that's what happened. I mean, I, I don't claim to know Bill especially well, but what I know of him and what I know about him, I that would stun me if that was something that happened. Yeah. And for for why why would Bill prefer Jaden to David? I mean, when you watch these two, I to me that's like a coach's dream. It's like this is a win win. And I plus, David, David has Taylor. been. I mean, David wasn't bronze in the Olympics, but David had great results this year. Great results. You know, you want a guy that can win against overseas guys. David, 
had proven he could do that. David had shown that um, you know, you know, he, he's the guy that can can beat really good wrestlers, right? So I thought, you know, what's disappointing to me is that, um, and and this why I'm bringing this up is because I feel the frustration, right? Maybe. In the moment, David's frustrated, and he points at Bill. And he, maybe he doesn't even really think that, but he just did it because he was frustrated. What? Well, but it's frustrating, probably, in that they win a three-match series, and really, the last three minutes was a circus. And you just can we just wrestle a match? Can we not have a circus? Can we just can you can we just determine the team under normal circumstances, not on an ice rink, not with maybe an injury, not with you know certain call I don't know yeah I don't know oh I mentioned I would tell you guys the uh, the nature of the injury um, so Jaden's fine uh, he has no ligament damage whatsoever just a which is the important part which is the important part just a sprained knee okay so he'll be back he's fine Jaden will be wrestling in Paris barring an additional injury setback or something like that. Nothing related to this injury will prevent him from wrestling. So hyperextended knee, you know, everyone saw that the knee was hyperextended. Just a just a sprain. That's it. So good news. Good news. For Jaden. Maybe not David Taylor. So a lot to unpack there and we could we could talk further about that series. But I think that's enough for at least today. Did you um say 26? Yeah, yeah. We spent 26 minutes on this match. Sweet. Uh yeah, I mean Jaden's really good and David answered the Ooh, bell. do want to say one thing. I felt, you know, watching David move Jaden around. Really for 3 matches he moved him around, right? He controlled center at least that. I got really really I I feel very strongly that Jaden is going to struggle and probably not be able to beat as Danny Chirati. If you get moved like that by David Taylor, there's there's a whole other level of of fury coming your way with that guy. And even though, yeah, we saw David Taylor beat that guy, it's going to be so different. In, at well, do Paris. you think? Well, do you wonder if it's an ability thing or a style thing? Because, yes, David moved around. David, and that's another thing that David's probably frustrated about. David forward, forward, forward attack the whole time. Yes. The whole time. At, at times, David's pace of moving Jaden around was unbelievable. Yes. I couldn't believe what I was watching. And, um, but do you think that, I mean, if you're telling me that Jaden can't stay in the middle, I might disagree. I just think he allowed himself to be. He yes, was like consciously. That's a that's a fair point. But I think I agree with that. I think that Jaden goes with where the match is going. Okay, we're gonna move here. All right, well, I'll just yes, flow with that's you. That's what I'm saying. Right. I th- I just think that's a super dangerous game to yes. play against Yazdana Chirati. Yes, sir. I think with that guy, if you let him get you to the edge, that's where Iran as a nation thrives, and Yazdana Chirati typifies every aspect of that. I mean, interestingly enough. Um, I thought one of Jaden's best, most impressive. You know, we were throwing the round, around the word "that's a free, that's an alien," yeah, really stuff that he does. But one of the things that he did was he was almost on a knee and then got to an underhook and backed David out. Yeah, his first point of the series. Oh man, that was just straight seatbelt, and that's when, 
when that happened in match one, I was like, okay, there's a there is a horsepower thing here because he got to that seatbelt and just walked him straight out, but never happened again, really. Yeah. Adjustments from David, amazing series, and we may never see it again. And that was one thing we talked about with with weight changes. You know, it's it'll be cool because you know we should get David and Dake on the team, theoretically. But it's like, man, uh, this was kind of sweet too. It'd be nice to have those guys wrestle each other because well, there's no maybe they, next year with ten weights maybe. With ten weight, that's what I just yeah. You slot them in, yeah. Okay, but some people don't like that idea. Well, I mean, it it unquestionably hurts the trials, makes them a, a lot less compelling when we wouldn't have had those matches. When basically you have Snyder Gadsden eight to ten times. Well, because who's beating Burles? Who's beating Dake? Who's beating David? Who's beating Jaden? That if they're in four different ways. Well, I listen. As much as I love the trials, and they were. Like I said, they're, you can't give any more praise than best wrestling event I've ever been at. That being said, I would sacrifice that drama to have two world medalist contenders contend for world. Contend at Paris. Two additional. Yeah. Yeah. Two additional. No. I mean, there's there's no denying it. Let's go. Let's go 74. Let's go 74. Burroughs Dake. Um, Oh my gosh. I mean, he comes out, immediately attacks Kyle Dake. And I was like, this is what I expected. Why? He can get to legs. And with Burroughs, if you get to Burroughs' legs, it's like you'll either not finish. Burroughs doesn't threaten you when he's on your legs anymore, right? Like, he's not going to do a a Dake counter or anything. He's going to maybe avoid the score. But I just didn't understand why why Dake doesn't shoot more often. I, I thought it was bizarre. I, you know what? The the Vegas final will go down as one of the most bizarre matches I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, the tactics the, the, used the tactics by both, by both guys. Uh, and, and still, you know, in this match, like you said, I don't know. You know, when when Kyle had to score, he did. Now here's a here's the big lift. Right. When he gets this four. The match is over, right? 6-1 for Kyle Dake. I mean, he starts off with a single leg, ends up finishing kind of off a cradle. But then Burles immediately gets to the leg later, and then that four was just like, well, oh my goodness. Well, that's what I think to me is frustrating about Kyle Dake is he gets this, and then he chills out. Yeah. And then, but when he had to score, I remember when he goes down, when he's when he's losing in this match, and they go back to the center. He t- Dake. Dake. Dake's never. Which match? He's never losing in match one. There he was a he point. Has the, he has or, the lead okay, the it, was whole ma- time. it was match two. But there's a point where he has to pull the trigger, and he does it. He scores right away. And it's like, where is that? You're talking about this is the controversial moment of this match. Um, he's down. Th- Jordan gets no, his. Else, <coughs> Jordan, no. Jordan gets his two and two. Kyle's got a score. Here he immediately gets to the leg. Yes, he has him yes, on the edge. That's right. Yeah, this is what you're talking about. And then on the mat, they call two here. Zach Eric calls two, and it gets challenged wisely by the Burroughs corner, and it gets held up as one on the step out. And you know, I was talking with people immediately after the match, and they're like, internationally, they call that two every time on the hip, on the hip. When was Burroughs on his hip? Yeah. The only point in time he's on his hip is after the whistle's blown and Eric holds up to two. Yeah, I thought that was, I mean, to me it was sort of a bizarre call. I'm like, uh, 
This is not going to stand. Because Burroughs is squared up with him on his feet. I don't I don't think you can call two there. I think that's that's a straight one. Um now this is this is match number two of of the Burroughs Dixie. And after this one, you know, after match two, you had um you know, Cole and you know, yelling at Rick Tucci, furious about that call getting about what call that the one we just watched? The one we watched, the the one that was turned into two. Why, why what's the rationale for that being two? They thought I don't know. They thought it was a takedown. Um, but the the I'm gonna say ease uh, with which or the frequency with with Burroughs getting to Dake's legs was sort of eye opening, uh, right? I mean, he didn't take those attacks in Vegas, and supposedly the quickness was gone, and supposedly he lost a step. He was tearing Dake's ankles up. Yeah, and you could say for sure he was able to get the legs consistently, but also. You know, it plays into some of what Kyle does. You know, he got his the biggest move of the match was off of a, a Burroughs attack. But yeah, you're right. Burroughs could get to legs, and he finished more than Dake um, scored on him from his attacks. I mean, his speed to the single is amazing, but the the double is gone. I'm yeah. I'm ready to say it. The double is gone. We're not gonna see it again. I don't know what happened. We're not gonna see. I will say this. We're not gonna see a head and chest double. Maybe he'll go head outside standard. You know, day one double leg you learn, but that blowing through your football tackle, we're not where he shoots through the entire body. That's not there anymore. Yeah. I don't know if there, maybe there's an injury involved that he can't do it. Years of just going head in the chest, head in the chest, head in the chest. We're not seeing it anymore. And I think having to go well, it also used to be a lot of times when he would hit that double, it would be off. It would be a reattack, yeah. and you would think that that would still be there, but it's, I don't know. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's weird. But uh, the thing is, it's like, Burroughs, you you watch him move, and it's like, man, he's every bit of the athlete. That's what I'm saying. He's every bit with of that his, speed and motion his, and timing. With his speed and motion and, and his motion from out in front, um, I feel as if he's, I, I mean, he's he could win a world title again. I, and, I, and I think, like. I fully expect him to. I, I think, like, you know. A couple months ago, we were like, I don't, we don't know where he's at. We don't know where Burroughs is at. I feel like we know where Burroughs is. We know Burroughs is still damn good. And how um, about this? I think maybe, do you think for, do you think in the course of that series, I felt it a little bit. I felt like Jordan almost started to understand that he was still. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel, I don't know. Does the confidence go? Does it wane? Maybe after Rio, maybe it did a little bit. So you felt like as he was able to get to legs, he's like, I can still do I this. I can still do this. If I can do this on this guy. Um, and I'm curious how that will translate, um, you know, at Worlds this year in Paris. I think I think the United States is in great shape at this weight. I mean, we knew that, right? That's kind of an understatement. But I think both guys win. I really believe Kyle Dake would win a world title. And I obviously feel very confident that Jordan Burroughs is going to win a world title in Paris. So... It's, do you, it's after amazing. watching these series, do, do you say, um, <coughs> do you say Jade, J, Jade and Taylor? Do you feel like Taylor could perform at the world level as well as Jaden could? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Obviously, I believe that um, David can. We saw what he did at the World Cup. Now, one thing many people will say, and it's it's true, that 
you know, what you get from a guy in February compared to August, September at Worlds, it's going to be, they're going to be different wrestlers. Whereas I think in America, we're not deviating that much. David Taylor in February is going to be pretty close to David Taylor right now in June and then in August. Whereas he has Dan Chirati and, you know, Logan Stever beat Romanoff, right? And then Romanoff kicks everyone's teeth in at Rio. He was a different guy, mm -hmm. okay? So you see that with these foreigners. So it is still somewhat of a question, but, man, the, the guy can score his pace. Um, you said it coming into this, Willie. The size is not going to be a thing. I don't think it was a thing. At least it wasn't against Jordan. I think Nick Heflin gives a lot of guys problems power-wise. <laughs> so, I mean, that guy is just a He's beast, a right? Just a beast. Uh, he was he was smashing dudes. So, yeah, I think we're in great shape at 74, 86. And if our second-string guys came in, um, I think we're in good shape as well. I, and I'll, I'll say with the Dake Burrows, I thought I saw more so than we did with Taylor – I thought we saw Dake fade a little bit there. I thought Jordan um, was able to just kick those legs off at the end of the match. I didn't ex – you would not have seen that in yeah. match one. Dake got in deep several times, several times. and uh, Yeah, I thought – I didn't consider the fatigue factor. I, did, I didn't process, but I was like, man, how is he – like, how's, that's he, the only, how's he fighting that off? That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. I mean – Fair point. When do you see guys just mule kick out of Kyle Dake's shots? He's got a vice grip. He's incredibly powerful. He's very strong. He gets in deep. He's at least going to pull it up. He's at least going to fight. He was getting in deep and just mule kicking, and that was it. Um, so I think, you know, the the benefit of winning at the Open for Burroughs revealed itself in match three. Comes out, gets that 4-0. When he gets that 4-0... <laughs> We didn't even play. Did we play that sequence where they're playing Twister? No, the final. That's match two. Match two. That was wild, right? Because if Dake gets this, if Dake gets it, um, it's over. Dake wins. True. Yeah, when he had that crotch lift, I was, I really was like, man, there's no way Burroughs doesn't go over here. This is one of Dake's best positions. Mm -hmm. And how Dake, Dake channeled his inner uh, Valencia there going like jump over, just trying to. But it worked because he got Burroughs on his leg. He forced an exchange. Somehow Burroughs was able to pick an, pick an ankle and switch his hips over and never give up exposure. Um, if he would have, ultimately I think it would have been two and two maybe. I don't know. But it, it was high drama, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So fantastic finals. Very exciting. And um, – yeah, there's there's plenty more let's, to get into. Let's talk a little bit about sixty-five, the other match that went three um three three bouts. Obviously Jordan Oliver, there was drama there. Uh he didn't uh yeah, we haven't didn't really, wrestle. We haven't got to talk about it. We haven't this got yet. to talk about it because it was like while we were getting on planes and, and uh after last Tuesday. So Jordan Oliver obviously um tested positive for a stimulant. They're gonna um appeal that and we'll see what we get. But in the meantime, Frank ends up um, sitting in the finals and facing his old teammate, Zane Rutherford. Frank? Frank had hair on weigh-in day, and then he did not when he came out. Well, I thought he did too, but then I was like, maybe he was – I think he was wearing a hat when I saw him. Hairgate? Hairgate. Oh, another gate. We got so many gates. So many gates. Hairgate. Baldgate. 
bald gay. I was stunned, uh, yeah, to see that. See him come so, out Frank bald. wins the first one. Here's my opinion. I thought it was weird. I thought Zane looked better. You talk about, you talk about, um, the fatigue factor and, and, and things happening, uh, because, you know, you have that rest and you sit in the finals. Frank faded. Yes. Frank didn't have power. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, there, was I a fa- there was a fatigue factor in that series, and the guy that got fatigued was the guy that was, sat in the finals. No question. And I think, I think that says only things about Zane Rutherford. That's, that's the, my only takeaway from that, is that Zane is a lunatic with crazy pace, power, um, and, and a gas tank. And, and gas tank is a word that gets thrown around a little bit. But he is just so unbelievably active. His hands and his feet never stop moving. You're constantly threatened by Zane. And I thought, I thought he, I thought he looked fantastic. I think he looks like a guy that can, you know, I'm not gonna throw out metal. I think you can't rule that out at this point. But uh, it's, it's a tall task for your first um, senior level, you know, big time event, your first run at World Championships. But man, he looked great and. You know, what you have to think with Zane, and it's tough because there's no seating and you're going to ha- you're gonna have to hit somebody amazing at some point, right? For sure. You could hit somebody amazing in round one and round two. But think about Zane. The way international tournaments are run. Yeah. It's you get one win under your belt, then you get another win under your belt, and then the times between matches go like this. 20 minutes. They go like this. And Zane's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem, but that that requires two tough wins. Sure, yeah. And that's where it gets really <clears throat> difficult. But I think, man, you just have to be excited that that's you know, looking like the future of our weight. But uh, kind of looming over this, is Jordan Oliver going to get a wrestle-off after this? He, <laughs> Jordan, um, since <laughs> the announcement has not really quieted, um, at least on Twitter. And, you know, he said after Zane won, he said almost the best team. And then when they announced Zane was like wrestler of the week, he, Jordan Oliver replied on Twitter and said, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. And said, thanks, man. And well, Zane said, thanks, man. Really I don't it. know. I don't know anything that's going on with that. I mean, I don't know anything. Is Oliver going to get an appeal to go through? Will he get a wrestle off? I mean, there's things going from there's some continuum of if he wins his appeal he can get a wrestle off to if he loses his appeal he's banned for years. Yes. I mean, so I, I was told at the trials his levels were insanely low. Like just over the legal limit and that, you know, there could be some exoneration with the B sample or they it could get thrown out if he can prove it's incidental. Um, you know, sometimes they'll just give a public warning. Who knows? I we don't. There's so what little. What if they just come out and they go like this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's give them one. Of the, yeah, I that would be that would be big. I mean, that would send a message. That, that would send, send a, a message. clear message. Yeah. And if, if you're listening, as most of you. So do. I didn't know that. That's news to me. I did not know that his levels were. Damn. So maybe there's a special wrestle off. Live <sighs> on flow. Yeah, Fargo, North Dakota. Maybe that would be kind of well. I don't know. I don't like that. I don't really like it either. Sideshow. It's like, man. 
I don't like it either, but you're going to have these things sometimes. For sure. For sure. No, no doubt about it. But, yeah, I think. I, I, I never got the, the whole B sample thing. I'm like, if you took a P in one tube, it's in the same stuff as in the next tube. Same P. It's the same. Same P. Nailed it. It's not the B sample, P sample. I don't know. Hey. Hey. Gilman. Ramos. So so it didn't. Here's a, here's a series that didn't go three matches, but the underdog won two in a row. Yeah, I'm. And I say underdog in the sense that perception. Well, in the sense of perception, and in the sense like, you know, we were talking about like David Carr and like, can David Carr beat anybody at sixty six? Yeah, he probably can, but can he do it in con- consecutively? Right? right. And if you said Gilman Ramos, you say. Yeah, Gilman, Gilman could go with Ramos, right? But can he get all the way through it, right? Can he get through Graf and he can get through this guy and that guy? And he did. And he becomes the first guy to ever went, go to the last chance qualifier and win the spot. And so... I couldn't believe... When you said that, I was like, is that really true? I kind of thought it was like one of... I don't know. I thought you might have made it up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Willie could have made this up. Why would I? Because you make... You Sometimes you just say things. He, I don't make up fake. Thomas news. Gilman was down 6 nothing at the break in the finals of last chance qualifier. Yes, he was. <laughs> he was losing to Tyroo, too. <laughs> like, he almost didn't even qualify. He almost didn't make the finals of the last chance, and he's going to the Worlds. I, that doesn't make me feel that great, actually, now that we well, say that. Well, that's why... That's not that though, reassuring. If you watched him at last chance compared to where he was, like, he was a different I dude. I completely agree well, with that. Different dude, man. And he actually said that, because I asked him, like, not that you're happy you didn't into Blaze, but are you happy you got to wrestle a freestyle tournament before the trials because you hadn't wrestled in three years? And he said he would have wrestled last chance no matter what to get his get himself ready. Yeah, that's why I was not optimistic about his chances. Um, well, I, I like I like Gilman's. Gilman's has an impeccable freestyle resume, but when I saw him at, um, I watched all his matches from last chance, and I'm like. He's not. He's not there yet. And yeah. uh, boy, was I wrong. Well, and when his draw came out, it was like, forget it. And I, I thought, you know, if he was on Na- the NATO Nishan Water side, I would have felt pretty good about. You know, we make it to the challenge finals, and then anything can happen, right? But when he had he gets draft a graph second round, when you go Cruz, and I did not think Cruz would be a freestyle problem for him. I did think he would win there comfortably. Nice, smashed him. But then to have Graf, I was like, I just don't think. Here's here's here was my mentality. Graf, at through the course of that match, will get a takedown, and the probability of him not getting a turn is pretty. Like I thought it was pretty high. I thought he would get a turn, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just I just thought that was a really bad matchup, and Gilman made that all about positioning and just slowed that match down because that was the match he needed to slow down. Beats him one one, but then. Takes uh, Nico to the woodshed, which yeah. is still the most surprising result. Got a turn of the. I mean, he got a everything. He he mauled him. 11 oh, whatever the final was. I know. He I, tech falled Nico, a guy he'd never beaten. I, I watch you watch it go one one with Graf, and then you're like, okay, Here, here's going to be a rather boring match with Nico, and he just opens it up. He just kept attacking. He was finishing out. He's attacking both sides, and then. He goes straight clutch gene against NATO. Gets oh. a takedown with like four seconds left. I mean, in most tournaments, that's 
That doesn't come at minute 48 of this show. Yeah. <laughs> that was an amazing match. And it's like, it was set up so perfectly with the time sequence. Gilman coming out the back door, and you're just like, will it happen before the buzzer? Right. And it did. And when he shot that single to the other way, normally he goes right way. He went left, comes out the back door. I'm like, that is, these finishes take time. I was like, he just... I was like, that's not how you should work to finish. You try to come to your feet with it. Wrong. He, maybe it was, maybe he knew NATO would struggle with those, with the double ankles diving over, but he negotiated that finish. He looked so strong there. He looked so strong as a time. That was what stood apart. Like, he just looked extremely powerful. He looked powerful against Ramos. Um, he was able to get to legs consistently. He was controlling the center. How about that underhook? Never. I mean, when do you see Gilman come out with a left side underhook? Hardly at all. Ramos mentioned this in the interview. Like, how many times you seen him wrestle with an underhook? That was for me. That was they knew that would slow me down and that would hurt me. So yeah, great game plan and by the Brands brothers. Great execution from Tony or from Gilman. Yeah, and a thing I was really impressed with too is that I mean, although it only went two, those matches to me were highly entertaining. Like, I can go back and watch them a bunch of times because it's like, you know that they're going to come firing. Well, I, what was a really interesting point to me is that, you know, Gilman is very talented, but he also is very tactical, a smart wrestler, like you said, slows it down with Graf because that's how that match is, you know, needed to play out. Needed to go. But in match number two, Gilman takes the lead they go back to the center there's not a lot of time left the ref blows the whistle and Gilman gets in deep mm. I'm like that's a bold strategy I mean he was attacking yeah a lot of high frequency high frequency of attacks and then at the end was one of the more interesting moments <laughs> of the trial you know you've got Tony you know him sharing this moment where you know Tony's talking to him and he holds up his hand at the end and it was a very like whoa, you know, no one saw that coming. I mean, there was bad blood there. There's they trash talked with each other more than anyone going into this, and then at the end they share this moment, and it's like man, this this Iowa Tony Ramos dynamic's not going away. Yeah, so it was interesting in the sense that I want to. Oh my God, Gilman made it to Ramos, right? Yes, because there was all this trash talk. Then it's like, okay. Gilman's wrestling great. Let's see how this goes. So I really want to see him wrestle. But you also, everybody, I think, was like, I also want to see what happens when this series over. <laughs> because yeah. they could fight, they could hug, and ultimately it was a really good show of class and sportsmanship. Yep, it was really cool. Really cool moment. And hopefully that Iowa-Ramos relationship continues to kind of heal a little bit. Yeah, I hope it does too. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, now, Gilman, uh, here again, I'm on the Gilman side with this. I know that Thomas Gilman says some things that rub people the wrong way sometimes. So after the... After well, they're saying things that rub people the wrong way, saying you want to fight someone in the parking lot, saying you want to... That's one thing, right? Let's not put it in that basket. I, I, it's called pretext, right? I'm okay. Get, I'm getting to that, okay. right? Thomas Gilman... Is very vocal. He says things that rub people the wrong way sometimes. Um, you love him or hate him, kind of thing. 
So after the match with Ramos, he makes a comment that he wasn't really training for Ramos. He's training for the best in the world, including uh, the Georgian and the guy from Japan. Um, but he uses a kind of word that's insensitive towards uh, Japanese. Japanese people. Yeah. Now, I don't think... I don't know what goes on in Tony uh, in Gilman's head, but I'm going to give him a pass. I don't care if before all this he says some insightful, th- insensitive things. Um, I don't think he meant it that way. It didn't seem like it. Um, to me, it just kind of meant like, you know, how you would say a Brit. or But, but you know what? At the same time, uh, you, you need to know the history with that word to an extent. And I'm not... Listen, I don't think anyone is, like, um, marching on Washington about this moment, right? But, you know, it's a moment where, okay, hey, Thomas, you can't say that. No one's saying take his spot, reprimand him. This man's a racist. I don't think. I don't think, right? Well, only Yahoo's, I think. Yeah, but I think there's balance there in that, okay, we don't think you're an evil person, because of this, but Thomas, you know you can't say that, right? You cannot say that about Japanese people. That is not a word. It's not a. It's not an abbreviation. That is not an abbreviation. But it, okay. But, like, but that's therein lies the problem. Is that it? It's sort of. It was. It was absolutely an abbreviation that was used all over the world until its context got changed because of war. Right. That's not. That's not a recent. Uh, no. It, context no, change. It's not. But. I mean, we make we set a term on here, uh, a f- bunch of shows, and then somebody s- said, "You know the the history of that phrase." Well, the, I didn't know that. Yeah, peanut gallery. I didn't know. I that. didn't know that. Yeah. Right? So sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you say the Brit. Uh, but I, I feel like most people. I mean, he might not have known. He might not have known. I. You know what? For me, and I don't know if I had ever said it until. Bill Parcells said it one time in a press conference in 2004, and he got in trouble for it. I was like, Dad, why is why is everyone – what happened? What, that same word? Yes, huh. the J word. And I was like, Dad, what's going on? And he explained it to me. I was, you know, I was 19. That's right? what I'm saying. So I, I didn't know. Um, I was running around saying it, but, you know, maybe he didn't – I, I feel like maybe he did. It, regardless, huge deal, no. I thought Gilman coming out and – Putting out a statement, apologizing, understanding that what it means. It's it's not a huge, huge deal. Um, but yeah, beyond that, I don't know what else to say. Um, I, th- I feel like we're aligned, right? Yeah, I feel yeah. like we feel similar. Um, I'm not giving him. I'm not giving him a pass in that. You get a mulligan here. It's like no, it's a it's a mistake, but it's a little one. Almost, almost I almost feel exactly like I do about kale. That's what I'm saying. It's like I feel the same way. It's like I don't. I'm not like I'm not endorsing. I don't it, look at Thomas Gilman and Kale Sanderson differently because of these moments. Yeah. Now, if it happens again, if Kale throws something again, if he drops an insensitive, racially charged word again, then you're like, well, okay, that's yeah. that's interesting. That's maybe there's something more here. But it, to me, it's a one-off, um, and nothing more. Christian, we have a couple minutes to go. But I feel like we got we got we got a little cushion here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got a little cushion. Special well, do dish. we want to talk about Kendrick Maple coming out and taking down Logan Stever four times? I do briefly want to mention that Maple came out and looked amazing, and then you know I'll credit Logan because at some point you've seen, 
we've seen both, right? We've seen Logan storm back and be super clutch, but I've seen uh, Maple just melt down before. He melted down against Dennis in 15, and he melted out here against Logan, and then in match two, he had nothing. Nomad made a comment on uh, Friday night when the juniors were going on, and like... um, some guys looked. Some guys that sat in the finals looked better in match two, and you know, on Saturday night, Steber looks rusty. Jaden Jaden loses by a wide margin first round, and I said. And Burroughs. Uh, yeah, and I said, listen, there's give and take. Yes. It's absolutely true that you might be fatigued from going through the mini tournament, and that the guys sitting in the finals have an advantage. There also is a real thing in that it takes a little while to get going. Yeah. Um, Steeper. It took him so a while to get going. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. It so absolutely. So that's a real did. thing. It for sure. And you know, I think you know the way match two played out just kind of showed where he's really at with Kendrick. But man, Maple did everything but win that first match. And it would have been interesting if if that had gone to a third. It was sort of a, a neat slash bizarre little hop around he looked Logan the, at the end of that match. It it was like a yeah, it was kind of first match. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think you you touched on a point I think we need to talk about, which is the guys getting buys to the trials finals discussion and you know what it means and you know how we pick our team and every year every year conveniently it's every after year. after we pick our team and then the guys you like don't make the team then we're rioting about how we pick our team and how unfair it is and how the New England Patriots wouldn't start in the Super Bowl if just because they won it last year uh it's i mean that is apples to um <coughs> crowbars comparison like it is not similar does not align okay um, First of all, you guys do understand that we're trying to pick the team that goes to Worlds. We are not trying to maybe it's not it's, it's not a, it's a fair it's a contest. Best, it's a best of three. You guys right. understand that as well because we're trying to get the right guy. We're trying to say prove it. You know, like yeah. Okay. So on the one hand, you know, it's not fair for guys that, for Jaden to sit out. Um, you know, because whatever it's, uh, it's unfair. On, because of past accomplishments. Okay, you say that a year ago, everything was even at 86 kilograms. Everyone got thrown in that bracket. Jaden Cox, David Taylor, Jake Herbert, Kyle Dake, Clayton Foster, Richard Perry, Keith Gavin, they were all there, and Jaden won. And then he goes to Mongolia and qualifies. Then he beats Karimi at World Cup. Then he wins Olympic bronze, okay? Jaden has earned... That spot, the opportunity to sit out. They and, all had the opportunity, and Jaden made the most of it. And if you say that that doesn't earn him the right one year later... Well, You're gu- right. Well, guess what? It didn't. Well, guess what? If he's not that good, he will lose. He will lose. He, w- he was that good. If he wasn't that good, he if he wasn't that same guy from a year ago, then theoretically, David Taylor would have beaten him. Woodshed's. Okay? But... Jaden's still that dude. He's still at Olympic bronze. And yeah, you protect the um, the more proven guys. Until they stop going overseas and bringing home medals, you go with that guy. That's okay, because we saw we saw it in at 57 and 65. 
Those guys got to sit out because of what they did. But because they're not that much better or better at all, it plays itself out. Ramos was not as good as Gilman. Molinero was not as good as Rutherford. So they lost. Okay? That's where the margin is. And the reason Jaden and Burroughs are not losing these matches is not because of rest. They're better. They're better. They're better. Ramos was not better than Gilman. Rutherford was better than Molinero. But Dake was not better than Burroughs. And it's a two-part gig, right? For, for Like Jaden's one, Jaden's one case. But the, for the rest of them, it's a two-part gig. Do it at they the Open. They went to the Open. They won the Open. I feel the exact same way. It's and, like, um, you know, I say it every freaking time, and they'll say, well, why is the Open? Why don't they just have one? You cannot have your world team decide it in one tournament. It's a two-step process to ensure consistency and to to earn that spot to the finals. So, it's listen, guys, it's a two-part system. U.S. Open, trials. Yeah, I don't know why. It, we're or or the previous it. year's championships. And yeah. As for guys sitting out, so there's a couple things, right? You can't you can't just. I'm looking at the medalist, right? I'm, I'm almost finished this article. You can't just look at guys sitting out and say whether or not they medaled because seven eight guys sit out every year. What you can look at is the guys who medaled and whether or not they sat out. And overwhelmingly, guys who win medals are the ones sitting out. Yes. So, are there exceptions? Yeah, of course. But it's like 80-20. I'll tell you another thing, too. What should what should have started and stopped this argument about who qualified, who's the best? Listen, stop crying. What should have ended this whole thing is when Molinera won. Yes. And me and Christian shouted from the mountaintop. There was like a, there was like a mini, like, yeah. riot, not a riot, but like... The American fans were like, well, Frank won the trials. Well, but like, oh, people from is Ohio. He, is he really the right guy? He won the trials, guys. He won the trials. And then he goes on and he reaches the bronze medal match, right? So, well, to they, you. They wouldn't, they, the problem is in that situation, they, they wouldn't accept how fr- good Frank was. And Frank was freaking good. Yeah. Th- they weren't, uh, yeah, I agree with that completely. You know, um, but. On the other hand, you know, you mentioned a two-part system, process, whatever. It wasn't in that case because there was no one sitting out at that point. So at that, in what case? At the Olympic trials. Yeah, but there yeah. was a senior nationals in Vegas where Frank did not win. And, you know, I know it wouldn't have been sitting out, but could have gotten top seed, could have had a better road. I mean, he had a ridiculous road. Yeah, he was the nine. Yeah. Nine seed. So, yeah, I just mean. I, it's like, well, at that point, it was like, well, we should base it on this. And. Based on whoever does or doesn't make the team, the fans of that guy will craft an argument. And then they always say, well, we just want the best guy. Yeah. Well, we just, I just want America just want, to win. Let's look at the process. No, you don't. You don't, no, you don't. want that. You want, you your, want boy your on the guy team. to win. Right? And, and rest, listen, let's be very clear. There's no problem with the process of determining our world team. There's no problem. Wrestling people are the biggest... Hey, I came up with this document. We sh- this is how we should do this. Hey, I came up with this plan. Every wrestling fans all over this country have like oh, I have an idea. This is how this is how it should be done. And for this the record, one, this this topic you don't have don't write anything. Don't yeah, do anything. just save your Excel spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. For the record, it changes every year. It but, is never the same year after year. Some years there are bigger tweaks than others, but. They always change something in the hopes of making it better. Let's, and for what are you example, talking such about? Such as 
I don't know what you're talking about right now. There, there are changes to the qualifying process. There are changes to the seating process. The, to how far back the seats. The can guy's go. been sitting for years. Yeah, but the sitting thing is the main thing. I mean, a guy sitting out. But the thing is, my point is, it can be overcome. But you know what it requires? Being you being better. better. Yeah. You have to be better at wrestling be contests. You have to beat them two out of three. Okay. And to Willie's point, while there's the rest factor, the the rust thing sitting out. We saw it in match one. We saw it with three of the four. Yeah. Uh, the guy sitting out lost match one. There's so I mean, there's something if, to that. Let's just say if Maple beat Steber in round one. Yeah, almost saw it four. Because because that was like five seconds away from happening. Are the Ohio State fans now? What what's would their response be? He was a little rusty in match one because he sat all day. Because that's a very valid argument. Right. So you can't have it both ways. Yeah, you can't. And I, I I think the way we pick our team is good. And I think you insulate. And I don't think there's anything wrong with protecting guys that are going overseas and winning medals at all. I think that is a good thing to do. And then look at just otherwise, you should just view the U.S. Open as an extension of the world team trials. Okay, that's the way you should look at it. If you win that, everyone knew when Jordan Burroughs did not medal – Everyone knew all our eyes went straight to April. Straight what is going to happen? Vegas. This is when everything can change. When Kyle Dake can sit out. And, and the thing that's bothered him, he can change it right now because he did not earn that medal. And they didn't do it. They didn't do it. Okay? Um, so for every other case, that's that's how it played out. And then for 86, Jaden earned that right to sit out. And then he earned the spot by beating David Taylor. Should the U.S. Open... Finals be best of three. Mm, that's a good point. Um, I'll say no. No. But Matt's shaking his head vehemently. No. No. Absolutely not. Just a question. I don't. I it just popped into my head now. That that would be like some guys like eighth or ninth match, sixth, sixth or seventh match. Yeah. Also, yeah. Unless it's just finals on the next day, then you're sort of fresh. And then you know, two hundred pounds. Just an me. idea. Just an idea. Will is a big ideas guy. So I was there other points I wanted to make about this, um, about the um, I don't know, that's a question only you can answer. That is true. That is that is extremely true. Okay, really. let me ask you this question. I don't know if you want to put it on the record, but after the trials every year you have to wonder who's done. Who's Ooh. leaving their shoes in the middle? It feels like tw- the year after an Olympic year there There'd shouldn't be, be that many. Yeah, like 2016, we saw it. It was like later, Pico, see Brent, yeah, by Reese. But it's like for these others, I feel like yeah, you're kind of kind of in it. Maybe feeling it out, and, and you know, you lose some some guys along the way. Lose some depth. Austin Trotman said he's done. Right, um, right. But you feel good. I mean, Tony's still in it, or now Tony's Tony's one. He's he was honest. You know, he said, I don't know. You know, it's a there's a process there. He's got some things to figure out conversation with himself with his family coleman etc part of me i'm just just unc right just reading between the lines um i think i think that um we'll see we'll see him just coach yeah right i think um that's what he's really passionate about right now and he was almost done right tony was not necessarily going to go to the open Tony was strongly considering uh, up through the NCAA season, I'm not going to do this. I'm, I'm just going to 
focus on coaching. Then made the decision he to go. Coaches, uh, coaching, and I think he has a good gig. And I think I, I might I might be looking too deeply into it, but I thought when he lost to Gilman and he had the response he did, grabbing his hand, hugging him, good job, brother. I thought to myself, Tony doesn't do this if he's going to scrap with him a year from now. Yeah, you know it. It kind of frustrates me how much in wrestling. Like, that could be Tony's last match. That's what I'm saying. And it's like, it's like, man, they never have that moment. Like, no no one, hardly anyone has that Spencer moment. Coleman is just done. Well, I'll right? say this, though. I'll say this, though. What I do like about it, I, I don't like when you have a moment and then you get the itch next year and you're back at it. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want anybody to leave their shoes in the middle of the mat and then... Next year, they're at Vegas. Right. For it's sure. Just, for sure. If that happened too often. So. But like guys don't guys don't retire from wrestling. It's just like one day they're just not entering tournaments anymore. Chris Pendleton, one day he's in the U.S. Open. and it's Finals. Like, uh, no. Well, his last match wasn't that. Oh. But like what I'm saying is he's wrestling the U.S. Open, and it's like, Chris, you, uh, not. And then it's like a year later, it's like, well, yeah, you're, you're not competing anymore. It's like you never retired. It's just like. You just stopped in your tournament, so it's yeah, kind of hey, like... Hey, if you're done, send us an email. Yeah. Can we can I we mean, do there's something? No, because there's no even announcement like, this guy's done. And you like, should. is Keith Gavin done? Like, maybe he's done. Keith Gavin made we don't world know. teams. We One don't of the know. biggest stars of our you know, senior yeah. level. Just just done. Jake Herbert, are you done? Or Maybe that should well, be a new section. Are you finished or are you done? <laughs> 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 Maybe we do that. That will be the new segment. So we'll do that, and we'll just put it out there on on radio, and yeah. we'll just ask. We'll just have we'll a, a list of names. Are y'all finished or y'all done? Y'all finished? Y'all done? How about Andy Bisick? There, I mean, people were like, "Are you going to show up at in Vegas and try to knock off Kamal?" True. Good job, Eldar. Now, yeah. Um. Yeah, you don't want to talk about. I feel like, hey, you know what? We, we dorked out the other day and came up with a spreadsheet of like our future. Yeah, we've got the depth chart. <laughs> Maybe for, we can get into that uh, in another show or something. Twenty eighteen, we know changing the because guard. Because you don't want to talk about juniors, but no. like Dayton Hall's a heat. Is Dayton's Gable. last one? Is Dayton, this is Dayton's last one? So those three are coming up. Whoa. Dayton's last one. It's Hall's last one. Sahid's last. That's right. As far as juniors. That's that's what I'm saying. So they're coming up to the senior level. That's flames. And Gable might be coming up to the senior level too. To participate he, at least. I'm not saying he's gonna win, but he sounds like he's gonna give it a go. Yeah, I wanna see him enter some tournaments. Yeah. See how he does. Well, I think it's it's time to bid our friends adieu until tomorrow. Real quick. Tomorrow. Oh hey okay. guys, uh got it real quick. We're gonna we're gonna banner the finals for Russian nationals where Sajulai is in the finals at ninety seven kills. We were one match away from basically setting up Sajulai Snyder. So make sure you're watching because it's gonna be in about Mm, approximately two hours. Okay. Good job, Eldar. Good job, Eldar. All right. We can play the the outro as we bid you adieu for FRL 207. Adieu. Um, I didn't count the one we did at, at World Team Trials. As you didn't an count FRL. it? No. Because it never went up. People are going to see it, it go It never from... went up? No. It was just a part of the show. I, didn't... Right. Well, I was actually pretty busy that so day. This is, one, this is 207. Yes. 207 part two. So we'll have 208 tomorrow. We thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thanks for listening to FRL so consistently. We talked about three matches. Three matches. We got into it. The greatest tournament of all time. We talked three matches. Three series. Three series, we'll say. Nine matches. Later.